Hello, IPS family, and welcome to the Friday Finds podcast. I'm your host, Amy Rudd. Happy Turkey Day, everybody. Gobble, gobble. Hope you remember to enjoy your Thanksgiving break and try not to eat too much turkey stuffing and favorite desserts. Make sure you get your steps in and have some chill time for you. Okay, I just want to let you know that I'm truly thankful for all of you and I truly hope that you enjoy this upcoming break. Okay, so in this episode, we're talking collaboration, curiosity, and creativity. I had the opportunity to um, dig in and interview author, teacher, and STEM enthusiast Chris Woods, also known as The Daily STEM on Twitter. He's amazing. He shares some really great tips on all things STEM. So here's the interview that I had with Chris. I hope you enjoy hearing and learning from him. I'll have additional links to his webpage, Twitter handle, and his newly published book, How to Create a STEM Culture in Your Classrooms and Communities. So check that out if you want to know more. And here we go. Hi everyone, it's Amy Rudd. I'm here with you again today on our podcast and I have a really special, amazing guest with me. It's Chris Woods, also known as The Daily Stem from Twitter. And he's here to talk with us today about all things STEM. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. welcome. Yeah, thank you, Amy. I'm so excited to be uh, on the podcast with you and be able to to talk with all of all of your educators and and all of your listeners today, and and hopefully, yeah, just give some good good STEM ideas and encouragement. Yeah, this is amazing. Thanks for um, being able to come on the show with me and talk about all of this fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, you want to tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm a I'm a high school math teacher, and I love helping kids. I, I love especially making the math in my classroom real and relevant to the kids, to their lives, finding their passions, what what interests them, and and finding ways to connect it uh, to the math that we're doing already in our classroom. Finding those connections is so important. So um, I've always done that, and and I realized you know, a number of years ago that there's a lot of educators out there just wondering, how do I do that? How do I, how do I connect my subjects, especially STEM subjects, uh, to kids' lives, to the real world, and, and make it more than just a bunch of projects and activities that we do and accomplish? And so I started sharing ideas on, on Twitter and also on Instagram and Facebook at Daily STEM too. Um, made a website and eventually wrote a book and just all these things. But, but the whole goal is we're all educators and we're all in this together and we all want to share ideas because we can all help each other out. That sounds great. I love the idea of keeping kids in mind first. That's really powerful. It it is. And that's why we do education, right? Yeah. And I know that, um, like 
kids have amazing ideas. Like they just, they're just mind blowing. Some of the things they come up with, it's just mm -hmm. like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Especially um, when we give them that freedom to, to learn and try new things. Yeah. So um, that leads into our next question. Why do you think kids like STEM so much? Well, Amy, I think, I think kids like STEM, number one, because they can be messy. And number two, they can be creative. And number three, they can, they can be a little bit noisy because there's that collaboration going on and there's, there's that creativity. And, um, and, and especially, I think kids, when they're really young, there's that sense of wonder. I mean, you, mm -hmm. you put a kid in front yeah. of a pile, a pile of blocks and some, <clears throat> some figures or characters of some sort, and they'll make a story, they'll make a world. They have that imagination. And sometimes throughout education, uh, it starts to starts to get you know pulled away in favor of worksheets. And, and we, gotta, we gotta add that wonder back, back into their lives. And, and STEM has that incredible possibility for doing that with the problem solving, with the creativity, with critical thinking uh, and that collaboration piece where they can just do things together. It's so important. And, and, and all those things I think are really why kids do like STEM so much. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so that kind of makes me think of the next question that I wanted mm -hmm. to ask you. Mm -hmm. um, what, I guess, like, I'm thinking, how do you, how do you build a STEM culture, like within a building? Like, what is the best way to go about that? Yeah, because I think a lot of educators, Amy, they, they may start with, just a STEM project that they do in their class. They, they find something on Pinterest or Facebook and they, they do it in their class with their kids and yay, we did a STEM project and, and now it's time to go back to everything else. Well, or, or even a lot of schools will say, let's start a STEM class. And so the kids walk down the hallway to the STEM class, they do the STEM stuff and then they walk back to class and, and, and STEM is over. Um, yeah. if, if we really wanna build a STEM culture in our class instead of just a STEM class, Right. We need to find ways to to connect it to whatever subject it is that we're teaching. You know, if you're if you're a history teacher or a social studies you know subject, you know you you want to say what were the technologies uh, in in place uh, in this in this time period that we're studying? What were the or what are the what are the technologies or the resources uh, the different things going on in this particular geography, if we're talking about uh, different parts of the world? Um, why why are these industries prevalent here? How can we connect that to geology? How can we connect that to um, weather? How can we connect it to you know, all those different types of things? But the more that we, we say, how do we take STEM and whatever subject that we're doing and, mm -hmm. and, and see those connections, that, then it's going to make that culture in our school. Kids are going to realize that there's not just a time for STEM and then there's time for everything else. Um, we can't just say, we want them to grow up and have a STEM job there's yeah. STEM in every job um, that they're going to grow so up in. That's so true. You're right. Yeah, that's a um, really good point. Yeah, and again, a lot of those things also can happen just by you know sharing ideas. If you come across an idea that you're like, "Wow, this would be a great art connection to STEM," but I'm not the art teacher. Well, share that link with the art teacher. Or if you're if if you know that the the third grade teacher um, does erosion, and you come across like a news story about erosion happening somewhere in the world share it with your teacher you know your colleague you're, you're in this together for those kids and mm -hmm. and if if we crowdsource those ideas if we're all looking 
you know, it's, you know, just like with a classroom, when you got 30 kids all trying to trying to solve a problem instead of just one of you, you got a whole lot more ideas. Yeah. So, um, so what is, um, if you could give us some advice here, what is like one of the best ways for you to collaborate with other teachers? Like what tools do yeah. you use to collaborate? Yeah. So if I'm collaborating with, with the teachers in my school, obviously I'm just going to use whatever, you know, you know, whether we connect through Microsoft Teams or whether we connect through Google or, okay. or, or uh, you know, just email. I mean, honestly, because I've got my phone with me all the time and I'll be reading some article and I'll be like, wow, this really makes sense for, you know, the history teacher in my school. I'm just going to, I'm just going to send the link of this, share it to the, the history teacher in her school, you know, because I can do that. That's, that's real simple. It's not, mm -hmm. oh, I need to remember to tell them tomorrow. Yeah. Um, or I, or I come across a fun video in my, you know, in my Facebook feed or whatever social media you like as an educator, share it, share it with your, with your colleague that's, that's doing things. And, and then that's how you start to build that, that collaboration piece with, with all of your, with all your colleagues. And again, that starts to build that, that culture uh, in your school. And, and definitely if you're an educator and you're not already on a social media, looking for educational ideas, not just sharing pictures of your dog, which is great. Um, but if you're not looking for ideas, you know, you're missing out on a wealth of information and ideas. There's so many great ideas, especially on, on Twitter. Um, yeah. I love find, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and there's also Twitter chats and, and yeah. ideas. There's so many ideas out there from, from experts, especially if you're the only STEM teacher, the only, you know, person teaching a particular subject in your, in your town, or your school. Okay. There's a whole other world of, of people out there doing that same thing that you are. You're not alone. Okay. Great advice. Thanks. Yeah. That mm -hmm. sounds really good. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. I have another question. Yeah. What is some, what, or what are some fun or exciting, innovative things that you've done in your classroom? Well, Amy, I love working off of kids' questions. Um, okay. You know, like, like when kids pose a question and, and it feels yeah. like, ooh, this might take us off topic or off subject. Mm -hmm. I, I love using those questions. I love getting off topic and off subject as long, long as I can bring it back around to, uh -huh. to help us accentuate something that we are learning in the classroom. So, and uh, for example, uh, we, were, we were talking about area and perimeter in my geometry class, and it's a very hands-on geometry. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and so I had the kids trace their shoes and the bottom of their shoe, and then we had to count up all the squares. We traced it on graph paper, so you count up all the full squares. You kind of have to estimate. You have to figure out an estimation solution for all those pieces of squares because a lot of kids think of area and perimeter as always just a rectangle or always just a triangle. That's a and good so, point. So, <laughs> so showing show, showing them something completely different, like the area of the bottom of a shoe, which which a shoe designer, which a shoe factory, which a shoe company are all going to care about. And so we did that. And one of the kids said, boy, Mr. Woods, wouldn't it be fun to, to make our own shoes? And I said, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> nice. and, and, and so I opened up the cabinet where I had cardboard and paper. And I said, why don't you try making a shoe? And and a couple days later, you know, bits and pieces of time, they, they had some shoes built and, and it was, and it was neat because they had to learn all sorts of other types of skills. They mm -hmm. had to really think about two dimensional and three dimensional geometry. 
Yeah. Um, which, and, and then I was able to refer back to that all, all throughout the year. Now, now sometimes we can't just dive off on a subject like that um, because we we're in the middle of something. So mm -hmm. it's always great for a classroom to have a, a board or a, you know, like an unused chalkboard or a piece of paper on the wall that says, you know, things we want to learn about. And, and at okay. any point, let kids write questions on there or topics on there. We'd love to learn about this. Um, because, because you don't always have time right now, but if you just never think about it, you forget about it. And um, that's, that's so important. Kids want to, to, those are things they're passionate about if they're asking about it. So we got to use that in our classrooms. Yeah, I love that idea. Thanks. That's yeah. a good tip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, simple tip. Everybody can do it in their classroom. Yeah, that's easy, right? Mm -hmm. that's, what, that's what STEM should be. It should just be easy stuff. Easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so, you know, with um, our current situation, we're virtual. I'm in our pre uh, show notes, we we're talking and you're virtual. Mm -hmm. So what's your best advice for virtual STEM? Yeah, definitely something a lot of people are wondering about. So uh -huh. num number one, again, try to find good resources, good ideas. Um, interactive websites like you can't you can't send a robot home to every kid in their uh, to their home but you can have them uh, go on um, a website where they can where they can simulate a bebot uh, a lot of people have seen the, the little bebot it goes forward and right and left and you can actually simulate that there's a, a simulator online um, there's there's just lots of resources like that 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 can open up those opportunities for for every kid to to be successful with stem but the other aspect is, is not every kid is going to have the same materials in their home. So, so turn that into a challenge and a project all on its own. Have every kid in your, your class uh, go find a box, cardboard box, empty bin, whatever it is, and make it their STEM box, make it their maker box, make it their creation, their idea box, whatever. Oh, I love have, that idea. And then have them have them fill it full of, you know, whatever blocks they may have at home, mm -hmm. leftover, leftover game pieces, um, popsicle sticks, you know, recyclables, aluminum foil, pieces of wire, tape, glue, whatever they've got. And, and so now every kid has has their own box, their own kit of stuff that they can use to make and create. Um, and, and then you've got not just all the kids using the same materials to create a, a project or a challenge. Mm -hmm. Now you've got all these kids doing all these different iterations and they can all learn from each other in so many different ways because of that. Nice. <clears throat> so like with that, when you have kids working on projects like that, mm -hmm. do you have a design cycle that you have them follow? Yeah, well, not necessarily all, you know, laid out. There's a lot of great ones online. I mean, you could search for, you know, design thinking or engineering cycle. I, I like really, especially for younger kids, uh -huh. uh, really, really making them just think about uh, making something and then making it better. Um, that's, that's like two very simple concepts that even, even a kindergartner can understand. Let's make something and then let's not be done. Let's make it better. Um, because that's that, that iteration process or, or a little bit older, you can, you can teach the kids just design and refine um, and, and it okay. rhymes. And so that, that idea of you design something and then you refine it, you make it better. And, mm -hmm. and, and one thing that's always really important to point out, kids need to draw their ideas first. 
if they dive okay. in, if they dive into the making step, they they haven't thought about what what materials they want to use. They haven't thought about all the all the possible limitations or, or features that they may want to or not you know use. And and it has to all be be flowing from a problem or an idea to begin with too. So definitely spend time uh, on that on that preparation step that that planning step uh, think of every mythbusters episode the first thing they do is they get out that blue paper and they draw out their ideas for how they're going to bust that myth that's what we need our kids to do first so okay and, and by the way speaking of mythbusters uh, if you if you've never shown your your students mythbusters junior episodes those are those are a great uh, great fun show uh, for a kid to, to watch that sounds good. Yeah. I'll have to share that with the teachers, Miss yeah. Buster Jr. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, so um, thinking about all that, mm -hmm. what do you think is the best way to get started in planning for STEM? Yeah, so so let's tackle that at two ways, Amy. So if if, if we're trying to get um, started and, and planning for, let's just go virtual right now, because a lot of educators are thinking virtual. Um, right. num number one, uh, that, that challenge has to be open-ended. You, you know, it, you really want kids to realize that, you know, maybe it's a question, you, you know, you pose a question like find a, find something that's a problem in your house and design a solution for it. You know, that, that's not, that's not complicated for, you know, for, every kid and they can all come up with their own solution based on what types of resources they have or, or maybe it's you know design a uh, a way you know a, a rube goldberg machine that'll that'll switch the lights off in your room you know so and they can just be creative maybe it's just you know some dominoes knock over and it rolls a ball and it and goes down a tube and and drops and hits the light switch you know okay. but just simple things like that and, mm -hmm. and then, and then it, whatever device your kids have, like a lot of kids will have a device at home. They can just, you know, record whatever it is that's doing that. Or, or, mm -hmm. or if they do stop motion, you know, or time-lapse of, of something being created, like each picture, each step. And they, or, or you can even say, now write out, what was your process? How did you create this? So, so now you're bringing in that literacy aspect as well. Um, there, there's so many simple things like that, but especially keep it wide open. You know, think mm -hmm. of... Think of those types of things. Go for a walk, and you know how much you know how much nature do you see on your walk? Or um, find something in your house to measure every day. You know, measure measure how much how much garbage your family throws away in one day, or measure how much food you use every day, or or measure how much rain or the temperature every day. Whatever whatever you've got in your house that you could you could do. Um, but but as far as like in a classroom. I think the biggest thing for planning for STEM is, is moving from just projects that kids do and complete and hand in to, mm -hmm. to, more, to more challenges, things that are open-ended and they can keep iterating and refining and, and, and making better. Um, and again, find those things that connect to what your kids are interested in. That is great advice. I like that idea from moving away from like just the project to like you know, real life, everyday things that can be refined and like redefined. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I think a lot of a lot of teachers, 
they, they maybe just don't quite feel as confident about trying something new that they've never done. Like, oh, it might not work True. or, or yeah. oh, we're, we, we have all these other curriculum things we have to do. But, mm-hmm. but you know what, sometimes you just got to try. Sometimes you just got to do something and say, let's run with it. Let's see what happens. And, um, and the kids are always going to surprise you. You know, the kids that are is always, true. Kids it, do surprise you. Yes, in good ways and sometimes in strange ways. But yeah. <laughs> but, but but you know, and there's also there's also plenty of resources and ideas. You know, everywhere. Again, I mean, you can yeah. find find those great ideas. And you know what? You start by just copying those projects, and mm-hmm. and you do them with your kids. And and you know what? After a while, you're going to realize I can change this a little bit. I'm I'm going to adjust it so that it works better for this unit or the mm-hmm. materials of the kids that I have. And then you start to realize I can create these things on my own. And, and that's kind of that cycle that we as educators go through as we become more and more confident as a, as a STEM educator. Great, that's great advice. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about this one boy and I don't remember what grade level he's in. He was showing the teachers his ant farm oh, yeah. <laughs> in his house. That's, that's, you know what, as much as you can, or, or, you know, for younger kids, definitely instead of show and tell, you know, especially with their remote, have, call it a STEM and tell, have them find something that's, like that. you know, STEM in their house and, yeah, uh, and, and show that, you know, say, or today, find something that, that uses a motor, find something that uses, you know, that's magnetic, find something that's, you know, you know, that sticks to a magnet, you know, it doesn't matter what age level that you're working with, get them, mm-hmm. get them even just to, to think through some of those very basic things or, you know, and if they don't have, um, you know, a 3D printer, like 99.9% of kids don't have a 3D printer at home, that's okay. Right. Have them, have them use some Play-Doh, have them use some cardboard, have them use whatever it is that they've got to, to create or, or create dinner because dinner is, is basically STEM. True. All those, fra- all those fractions and <laughs> measurements and baking and, and yep. getting it all, or, you know, and doing a scientific method, I'm going to change the amount of sugar that I put in. That's my variable this time. You know, hey, wow. that's, that's the tasty kind of stem. So mm-hmm. that sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Changing it up a little. Yeah. Hey, mom, I'm going to throw an extra two teaspoons of sugar in this time. <laughs> Just not an extra two teaspoons of, of baking powder or something. That, no, we wouldn't want that. Or, or salt or something, yeah. <laughs> right. But they would sure learn something by that. That is true. They would. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is kind of our last question, but mm-hmm. then if you have anything else that you want to share with us. But mm-hmm. if you could invite your STEM superhero into your classroom, who would that be and why? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Amy. Um, I, I love asking people that question because then we get to learn about it. And, and you know what, actually that's a great question for kids too, you know, like who are who are those scientists or inventors that you'd really love to meet? Um, yeah. For me, um, you know, from the past, I, I would love to meet George Washington Carver I, I just love how how innovative and and creative he was at, at finding solutions to to the problems, especially of agriculture, um, and and just being able to just use whatever he could find in his community. Um, as far as now, I would love to be able to 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 talk with um, with Elon Musk and just think what what goes on in his head as he's as he's just willing to push boundaries, whether it's um, sending people to space 
or uh, designing different types of vehicles. And, and, and I know he's just like, you know, the figurehead of these giant companies and there's mm -hmm. tons of tons of amazing people working for him. But um, just to know what, what leads somebody like that to just keep pushing farther and push the boundaries and, and you know, that, that willingness to take a risk and, and try something new is, is I think a, a great skill that all of our kids need. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I was thinking of, um, I would love to be able to talk to Steve Jobs. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I, I think he is just so amazing and like all the things that he came up with that were just like totally like eating up right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 you know, his, his ideas and, and leadership has changed the world in so many ways and yeah. We, we need those. We need those kind of people to, to come around all the time in our world. So, and you know what? Our kids can be those people too. They will be. They're, they're the Steve Jobs of the future, that Elon Musk's of the future. <laughs> right on. Right on. Yeah, that's right. Um, let's see. Any other advice that you want to give us or inspire us with? Oh, maybe yeah. you could tell us about your book. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I did write a book, Amy, it's called Daily STEM. And really what it's, it is, is it's how to create that culture of STEM in, in your classroom and your, your community. Uh, I think, I think a couple things that are, are really important is that we don't just build that STEM culture in our school, but figure out ways to connect it with home, get, get parents and families doing STEM with their kids, as opposed to just read to your kids, which we've been saying for years and years, um, but helping them have a little bit of confidence to, to try and just do something fun, like, like go for a walk with your kids and, and let's pick up all the trash that we see on along the way or or let's let's um let's let's make a mini golf course in in our house using you know plastic cups and, and whatever ball we can find and, and try to figure out how to make some ramps and and things like that or um or be like i said baking or or cooking a, a meal together and and just all those those uh, together aspects uh, are a great way to, to incorporate stem at home uh, and, and yeah, so that's a, that's a part of my book, but it's all about just building a STEM culture. Uh, a lot of the ideas that we've already talked about, Amy, and, and and honestly, if there's if there's anybody that's listening and wondering, hey, what are some other ideas? What are some other uh, just simple things that I can do with my kids? I've made uh, plenty of lists of just seventy seven ideas, and there's like four different ones of just simple ideas that you could do in a classroom or at home, uh, and they're on my website dailystem.com. If you click on the resources tab, they're they're right there. And there's a lot more resources uh, available as well if you're at all interested in about STEM. On, okay, on that sounds really good. Yeah. Thank you yep. for sharing that information with us. Yeah. Yep. I'm always happy to help, Amy. Great. So let's see. Any final parting thoughts? Any final parting thoughts? Amy, I just want to thank you for the hard work that you're doing to help uh, inspire your educators uh, at your school and in your community. And, and uh, we definitely just need more, more and more educators. Every educator out there has, has ideas and expertise to share. Be willing to share, especially share with your colleagues. When you come across great ideas, just share them with each other and, and just keep on trying because you know we're in this for the kids and, and they, they deserve our best and, and, and we can do that. That's that's, that's what it all comes down to. We're teaching kids. Yep. Kids first. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate Thank it. You. I appreciate you. Thanks for volunteering to come on my podcast and mm -hmm. 
share a little bit about yourself and like all this advice that you've given us today. It's mm -hmm. amazing. And I know that it will already, it's going to make an impact on us. So thank yeah. you. Yep. No problem. Thanks again, Amy. All right. Have a good one. Thanks for coming. Yep. Bye. So there you have it. Awesome advice from Daily STEM, also known as Chris Woods. Hope you enjoyed learning from Chris and his advice today. Please check out the link newsletter that will have all of the details that Chris recommended um, connected to it. And I hope you guys have an awesome day and thanks for listening. Bye everyone.